0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. This is episode number five, and today we'll be discussing self reliance versus self sufficiency. So, we'll start off first with what is self sufficiency? So, There's a few things behind self-sufficiency and self-reliance, so why does the definition of self-sufficiency actually matter? People talk about self-sufficiency, I think pretty frequently, and for a long time my personal goal was to be completely self-sufficient, but I didn't really understand what that meant. So what does self-sufficiency mean? It means that you are capable of providing for yourself, and if you have a family, your family as well without any outside aid. At first that sounds amazing being able to take care of yourself and your family 100% without help from other people or the government. But I want you to pause and think about all the things in your life, whether that's things that you eat or that you use on a daily basis. So maybe your lists include the food that you eat, the water, energy, Where do your clothes come from? The internet connection? Whatever mode of transportation that you use, whether that's public transportation, maybe you own a car, maybe you ride a bike. So I want you to think about being self-sufficient in all of those different areas. So it makes you think, is being self-sufficient, is that actually reasonable or even achievable? So the more I have dug into homesteading and permaculture, I've begun to realize that full self-sufficiency across the whole board would be a ton of work, if it's even possible at all with our modern society. I'm not 100% sure. I know for me personally that I eat a wide variety of food and to be self-sufficient just in my food production would be a ton of work. For example here, I love to eat the occasional avocado, I'll do avocado toast sometimes. I'll put avocado, I'll use it for a salad dressing or I'll put it in my salad. So I don't eat avocados every single day, but I do buy the occasional avocado from the store. And I personally live in an area where growing an avocado tree would not be easy. Not that it's absolutely impossible, but it would take a lot of work, a lot of planning and a lot of care. So now could I or would I grow avocados one day? Maybe, but right now producing other food items is a larger priority for me and I'll continue to buy my avocados from the store. So to me saying that I want to be self-sufficient in X is a more reasonable goal than just vaguely saying I want to be self-sufficient. So if you say I want to be self-sufficient in my salad green production. That is a more achievable goal than saying just self-sufficient across the board. Or maybe you do want to be self-sufficient in your food production. That's at least very specific instead of just being self-sufficient for everything that you need in life. So now what is self-reliance? Self-reliance, there's a few different definitions, so I kind of combine two or three together here So self-reliance is the ability to have confidence in and exercising one's own's power or judgment and self-reliance in one's own efforts and abilities. So instead of that judgment piece, but reliance on one's own efforts and abilities, or independence is another good word for that too. So now why does this matter? Sometimes self-reliance and self-sufficiency are used interchangeably. And I could see where they kind of can be, because you're kind of relying on yourself. Self-sufficient is 100% by yourself. So they're very close, but it's not exactly the same. So what's the difference between self-reliance and self-sufficiency? Self-sufficiency, you do not get help from the outside. Versus self-reliance, where you still can get outside help, if you'd like it or if you need it. So what does self-reliance apply to? I know we talked about self-sufficiency with everything in your life, self-sufficiency with your food production, self-sufficiency with your mode of transportation, but what does self-reliance apply to? It can apply to so much more than just homesteading. It can relate to decision-making, for example. I found an amazing quote about self-reliance From medium.com and I will post a link in the show notes so you can read the whole article if you'd like and they were talking about self-reliance is about accepting responsibility for what gets you into certain situations not blaming others for things that got you there and applying lessons that you've learned so here's the quote that I love true happiness in life can only be achieved when you're in control over yourself your choices and your behaviors to me that sums up self-reliance right there they don't mention with or without outside help they don't mention it doesn't lead you down the rabbit hole thinking food production this is about having control over you your choices and your behaviors it made me realize that i've been down a path of self-reliance for a few years now and not just self-reliance in the homesteading world so i got a little bit personal here I went through a not so pleasant divorce starting in January of 2021. In North Carolina, you have to live separate for one full year before you can officially file for a divorce through the court system. So even though he walked out January of 2021, my divorce wasn't finalized till May of 2022. Since then, I've been down this path of self-reliance. So to me, making decisions for myself has never been a struggle. I will ask for advice occasionally, but I'm usually pretty good with being able to do my own research and weighing the pros and cons and making a decision, sticking to the decision, dealing with the consequences, but it's the other pieces with the self-reliance that I've had a trouble with. So this article I found from medium.com, they talk about all these other sides of self-reliance, like self-acceptance. Self, which self-acceptance falls into that self-love, compassion that you have for yourself. Realizing that you don't need anyone else to make you happy. Learning how to be happy on your own and becoming more self-aware. So these were the big pieces that kind of fall under self-reliance that I... Mm, didn't really wasn't the greatest at before my divorce and I started to work through a lot of it during my divorce. I do not think everyone has to go through a divorce in order to become more self-reliant. I, as I said before, was great at making decisions for myself but loving who I am and learning how to make myself happy without anyone else were lessons that I had to learn. To be more reliant on who I am as a person, and not rely on someone else for my happiness. Not rely on someone else to love me, but to love me. Self-love right there. I think you can start by making decisions for yourself. I feel like most adults make some kind of decision for themselves. Maybe they ask for a lot of advice, but ultimately they have to make the decision like, which internet company do you use? Which phone company do you use? You know, so I think it's more than just making the decisions, but this is probably the easiest place to start with self-reliance, making those decisions. So if the decisions come easily to you, maybe you can get into doing your own research, you can still ask around, ask for help and advice. But maybe you look up a lot of things first and then ask around. So you have maybe an opinion before you start asking for advice. And then the other part of decision making. So it's more than just making the decisions, doing your research beforehand, but it's about taking responsibility for your actions after the fact. Instead of blaming, well, my mom and dad did this, and my husband or wife did this, and my siblings did that. Nope maybe they did do that thing but if you made a decision it didn't work out maybe their other decisions contributed but it's also you taking responsibility for who you are. That ownership so yes you can still ask for help or advice but ultimately the decisions yours to make and to me this is the easiest entrance into self-reliance. I think anyone can learn self-love, and self-acceptance, no matter where they are in life. Now, this does not mean that if you love yourself and accept yourself, this does not give you permission to accept the fact that you're an asshole and just never change. That's not what I mean here. You can love who you are and accept who you are, but also know, hey, these are my flaws that I really need to start working on. And here's where I want to see myself grow to. So I think self-love, self-acceptance are great, but also having a vision and who you want to be will help guide you through that self-love and self-acceptance. Learning how to make yourself happy rely, without relying on anyone else, for me, was the hardest one to learn. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you know exactly what makes you happy, and that's it. So this does not mean that you have to be a loner to make yourself happy. Maybe what makes you happy is going to a bar or a brewery just to go socialize. Maybe what makes you happy is going hiking in the woods with your dog where you're by yourself, just in nature. Maybe just putting your favorite song on will make you happy if you don't have time to go to the brewery or go for a hike, whatever your real happiness is. But it's about knowing what that different, what that is for you. What is that happy place? What can change your mood if you're in a bad mood? I don't know what it is for you, but to me self-reliance is about taking the time to learn. And it doesn't have to be time away from your family and friends and loved ones. You can still hang out with them But maybe just tap in next time you're hanging out with them to see, does this make me happy? Or maybe I'm I'm happier if we have music going in the background. Maybe I'm happier if we're outside instead of inside. Just try to pay attention to what's going on around you and what makes you happy. So you might be thinking, well, now what? Now I know the difference between self-sufficiency and self-reliance and what do I do with it? So to me, I think your goals can be for self-reliance or self-sufficiency or both. And it's important to know what they mean. So to me saying, I want to be self-sufficient and that's your goal is like saying, I want to be fluent in another language. But what does that really mean to you? Is fluent in another language when you can hold a simple conversation or do you want to be able to read and write the language as well? That's all a personal decision. So what I'm, I guess, challenging you to do is step out of your comfort zone. Stop using self-sufficiency, if you are, as this big, broad, overarching goal that's gonna magically fix your life when you hit self-sufficiency. But what does that mean? Maybe you don't wanna be 100% self-sufficient in your food production. Maybe you wanna be 75% self-sufficient in your food production. Now you have a tangible number to work towards. But with you just saying self-sufficient, maybe you want to be self-sufficient in your herb production and never have to buy herbs from the store ever again. That is a tangible thing you can work towards. So my goal originally, as I said a few times, was just to be self-sufficient. But I never defined it further than that. And self-sufficiency is a pretty strict definition. It's overarching. It's overarching means everything, but it's strict when it says you provide for oneself without outside help. So don't be afraid to dig into your goals if it's self-reliance to learn how to rely on who you are or that self-sufficiency side. You can be self-reliant without being fully self-sufficient and vice versa. You can be self-sufficient in general or self-sufficient in a specific thing and not the best at self-reliance. Maybe you look for a lot of outside validation or you need outside people to make you happy. You can also work on both self-reliance and self-sufficiency at the same time. So I'll give you some examples of some goals that I have for self-sufficiency and self-reliance. I think self-sufficiency can be something that you work towards. I don't think it's this throw away that word and only focus on self-reliance. I think you can have both. So I personally would love to be self-sufficient in my energy production by having solar panels and a battery for storage, as well as owning an all-electric car. To me, that kind of rounds out energy production as a whole. But that's also a very large overarching goal that is not happening in the next six months to a year. And I say that specifically the electric car piece I don't know if anyone else is interested in electric cars, but they are kind of hard to come by, and when you can come by them right now, they are very expensive, and that's okay, but that's just something I can work towards. That doesn't mean I'm not thinking about it and planning for it, it's just a long-term goal to be self-sufficient in my energy production. I would also love to be self-sufficient in some of the food items that are most expensive that I buy the most often. So for me, that's specifically herbs and salad greens. And to me, this is an attainable goal in maybe about the next six months to really work on my systems for herbs and salad greens, whether that's inside or outside, depending on the season. So I'm going to sit down and really plan out what that looks like. I grew a lot of herbs and salad greens inside hydroponically during the winter, and that was a really fun, a great challenge. Pushed me outside of my comfort zone. But I found that once I kind of planted everything outside in the spring, I didn't want to do the hydroponics so much anymore because I can have it outside. But now that it's July, August time frame, My salad green game is not too good and I'm still buying salad greens from the store. So it's all a a matter of planning, I think, for this goal. How to make that work. So that is still a self-sufficiency goal. I want to be self-sufficient in my herb and salad green production. I also want to be self-sufficient down the road in my fruit and nut production. I would love to have all the fruit and nut trees and bushes and I can then preserve that harvest for the rest of the year. So on the piece of property I'm on right now, that is not possible, not in any way, shape or form, but this is my goal for my next property, to bring in that self-sufficiency. So in the meantime, while I'm working on a lot of these self-sufficiency goals, I've got some big overarching goals, some more immediate goals, I want to be more self-reliant. And that's something that I'm working on at the same time as my self-sufficiency self-sufficiency goals. So I have been working on the self-reliance piece for a little while now trying to figure out what makes me happy and for me my happy is going hiking with my dog I do that every day that I have off of work even if it's this little flat trail because we're both tired just being out in the woods I can take big deep breaths and listen to the sounds of nature and it really that's my happy place And I've even found a park near our house where if it's a weeknight and we can't go out into the woods, we go to this little park and we walk through the little park and it gives you similar vibes as being out in the woods. Where I live right now, when I say woods, we have many parks out here, state and national parks. So where my house is, I've got access to Pisgah National Forest. Then we have Gorgeous State Park and DuPont. State park as well and all of them are about 15 to 20 minutes away from my house so easily a reasonable drive on a weekend to go out there and spend a little bit of time in the woods be in my happy place so my goal is to find other things that make me happy as well maybe it's bad weather it snowed for a week you know maybe it's rained so much that the trails are washed out how else can I make myself happy so I'm learning always learning, things like that as well. Another fun thing I'm going to throw in here at the end, because we were talking about, well, now what do you do? Now that you know the difference between self-reliance, self-sufficiency, goals are great, especially if you get more specific with your goals. I feel like I could do a whole podcast episode just on goals, because that is a big thing for me, and I maybe will do a whole episode on goals. But another thing you can do with self-reliance or self-sufficiency is look at building a community. So I do not live in an intentional community. And personally, some days it sounds absolutely amazing to live in an intentional community and other days it sounds like a lot. (laughs) I'm an introvert, so sometimes the idea of living super close to a lot of people that know you well, I'm not sure. (laughs) So you don't have to sell your house, go move into this intentional community in co-housing, and have weekly get-togethers. You don't have to do that to have a community that will help support you and your goals and the goals for the community. So I've got a few side notes here. So somebody that I do listen to and follow is John Bush. He created Freedom Cells. And the idea vaguely behind them is... You find a group of about eight people that have similar goals and live in your immediate area. This way you can work together to achieve those goals without having a leader and everyone's opinions matter. So you can start your own freedom cell through their website. That is something that's really cool. I'm not part of a freedom cell yet. I believe their website. They were tweaking a few things. So I'm on the list to get in a freedom cell for my area. Another great person that is doing something different with communities is Nicole sauce. She does the podcast living free in Tennessee. She also sells coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've heard it's a really great coffee and she's actually made her existing neighbors that she has part of her community. She has created her own community with her neighbors where they grow food together and she has some really great stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of community, go ahead and check her out. So now how do you find this community that can help you with your self sufficiency and self-reliant goal Oh, self-reliant goals? There are so many ways to start a community in your area or to join an existing one. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So some ways maybe you can start a community. You can host a monthly potluck. I go to a monthly potluck near me and I have a great time every time that I'm out there. You can also host a free class on something you're passionate about. Maybe you're super passionate about yoga or you're super passionate about dehydrating food or mushroom foraging, whatever it may be. If you host a free class, you might get some other like-minded people to show up to your class. Now, you don't have to host your class. In person in your house because I don't know if I'd want a bunch of strangers showing up to my house for this free class but maybe there's a free outdoor center you can host your free class in maybe there's a free room at the library or a local church that you can rent and maybe it costs 50 bucks to rent it but if that means building a community of like-minded people I think it's worth that investment I personally am new to the area that I live in, and the idea of meeting a whole bunch of new people, getting to know them well enough to say that we have common goals and that we're a community, sounds a little intimidating sometimes. I've gone to some different events here and there, pushed myself out of my comfort zone and just talked to people, and it's led me to being introduced to other people and I wouldn't say that I have a community exactly yet, but I am definitely working on it. And you don't have to start a community from scratch. You can join an existing community, whether that's an intentional community that you want to live in or a community with your neighbors around you. I've met some really awesome neighbors of mine that I now share things with. Like, they'll bring me an herb cutting. I'll give them a piece of my sourdough starter. It's this reciprocal relationship, which, which is amazing to me. So what can you do in a community that you can't do alone? To me, the sky's the limit. Your community goal maybe will be to be self-sufficient in food production. How much easier would it be to meet that goal to be self-sufficient in food production if you had six families growing food And you would get to grow what you love and trade the extras for food that you aren't growing but like to eat occasionally. Like I said with the avocados, if somebody here loves them, is obsessed with them, and wants to figure out how to grow an avocado tree, and I can trade some kale or tomatoes for some avocados, I'll do it. I think that would be an amazing, amazing thing. And how much easier would it be if your community created a working party and every month you went to someone's property for two to four hours and finished a major piece of property on their, a major project on their property. Six sets of hands are way better than one set of hands. I know when I was building my fence, if I had six to eight sets of hands building that fence, it would have gone up way faster and way smoother. Then just my set of hands, I did have someone from workshop for about an hour, which I appreciate greatly. She did a great job, but it still took me eight hours to finish because I ran into some trouble. That could be a whole other story. So now, what if your community that you find or create wants to be self-sufficient as a whole community? So not just in food production, but self-sufficient with their energy use, self-sufficient with their water. I think that would allow people with different skill sets to be responsible for different projects instead of you personally having to do every single thing by yourself. If you and your family, whatever that family may be, decides that they want to be fully self-sufficient, water, energy, food, to me, those are the big ones. Trying to be a master of all of those at once is not easy. But if you had a community where there was this one guy who really was into the solar piece, maybe you're more into the food piece and somebody else is into the water piece and the three of you could come together and brainstorm how to make your community completely self-sufficient. I think that would be a lot easier. So I think that when you create a community or find the right community, I think that that community should have goals. I'm sure you're not shocked because I've already talked about, you should have your own personal goals, but your community should have a goal as well. Something that they can, you can work towards together. They can be small goals where you say, Hey, I want to build my garden. We're going to start a community garden. That can be a nice small goal, but what is that overarching set of goals? Because that's what's going to drive and guide your community. If your goal is just to have a garden, that's great, but maybe your overarching goal is to be self-sufficient in food production. So you're always pushing the envelope on how much you can grow in your small space and what you're growing to make it self-sufficient. Maybe your goal is to create a community around the garden. So instead of, once you build the garden, that's your first couple of goals, Maybe your next couple of goals will be to have monthly potlucks, cooking all the produce out of the garden, hosting classes in the garden because of your overarching goal to create this big community based around your garden. I personally would not want to be part of a community that just sat around and bitched about the state of the world or gossiped about each other either. I want a community that is oriented. Now granted, I think there is a time and a place to have a community, maybe a few members that you really trust and like, to be able to sit down and just talk and just vent. I think that is something everybody needs, but I do think that shouldn't be all your community is either. So as I said before, I think goals are not only important for community, but in your personal life as well. Your community might be self-reliant, And self-sufficient, but are you self-reliant? Or are you relying on your community? Do you make decisions for you and your family? Or are you relying on other people to make those decisions for you? Or to tell you what you should be doing? So, to sum it all up here, there is a difference between self-sufficiency and self-reliance. Know what they mean and how they affect your personal goals. Self-sufficiency is not needing any outside help providing for your needs. Self-reliance is being independent and having confidence in your abilities. I want to be self-reliant and to be self-sufficient in certain areas of my life, and that is okay. Communities are another fun option to achieve your self-sufficiency or self-reliant goals. You can find an existing community or create your own. Goals can be important across the board for yourself and for a community. Start brainstorming what you already do a lot for yourself. Maybe you're self-reliant already or maybe you're already self-sufficient or really close to being self-sufficient in your vegetable production, but until you start brainstorming, you may not realize how close that you are Once you finish brainstorming where you are already, you can then brainstorm what it is that you want. Do you want to grow all of your own food? Maybe just a portion of your food, maybe just pieces of your food you wanna grow. Maybe you never want to have to buy cucumbers again. So you wanna be self-sufficient in cucumber production. Do you wanna produce all of your own energy? So once you know where you are, you can start brainstorming for what you want for your future. And then after you have your vision for the future, you can start building those goals. That is all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more amazing content.